Hello, this is Audio Art Told 21, so kind of coming of age. Woohoo! Key of the door. Oh, what door? Ah, I saw a photograph of some white doors on Instagram, and I thought of the doors of perception and Aldous Huxley either asking or actually being granted the wish to die while tripping, or while on LSD. God, I don't know. It's the same with all these wonderful stories. You know, if you look up on Google, invariably they're apocryphal or not true. I hate that, the demystification of this service. Anyway, I was thinking of uh, of that particular idea and Aldous Huxley himself and a wonderful old bearded lady that I knew in my childhood, Miss Sanger, who was his cousin. I find all the unusual relationships of the great famed curiosities really compelling. I remember my brother's friend Helen known as Helen of Troy in the punk time, telling me that Malcolm McLaren was uh, a cousin of Marjorie Proops. And that appealed to me very much, as did Tony Benn being the cousin of Margaret Rutherford. I don't know who's listening to this, so I don't know if any of those names mean anything. Um, well, you can look them up on Google. I always think Margaret Rutherford's a, a, a brilliant uh, older woman you know, who came into her own as an actress quite late in life and performed these extraordinary, I think they were called redoubtable, older ladies, Miss Marple being one of her significant parts. And that extraordinary chin, it could, could hardly even be called double, it sort of... Yeah, created another body part. And she was very, very warmly humorous. Rather a rather good work, if you can get it. I, I've been thinking about work and um, about a certain resistance to being funny or humorous. And I actually, you know, wonder if I'm quite right in the head. Maybe it's all I can do. I was talking to a friend I hadn't seen for a long time about how I'd come across R.D. Lang and attended seminars of the Philadelphia Association when I was quite young and all these older people, certainly late 20s, if not early 30s, regarding me with you know, great contempt. As I said, you know, they looked at me as if, who is this entitled nitwit? Well, you know, I wasn't really entitled much at all. I was just very keen. And so when he was talking about depression, I asked him if he had any tips. And, oh, no, this irritating entitled nitwit kid. But he gave a good tip. Very good tip, he said, when he felt a depression coming on, he could feel it coming on in the morning or when 
woke to it, he would take himself to the bathroom and shave very carefully and put on a, a scent that he liked. I think, I think, but I might be inventing this, he had a range of aftershaves and colognes. And uh, after having done that, he'd, he'd choose a favourite shirt. And he said he'd really dress as if he was uh, going on a romantic date of great importance and assignation of considerable excitement. And I liked that. And many years later, when I experienced what I suppose would be called postnatal depression, I remember thinking of uh, Ronnie Wang and putting my hair up in bows and tightening my belt and I don't think I ever went to the sand pit in flat shoes as I said to my daughters least I looked good in the photographs and uh, sometimes when I look at myself very scruffily kind of almost feral in appearance when I'm busy doing something I'm engaged with work I think hooray it's a great um, feeling, although the other day I went to um, take part in a very interesting discussion and I realised afterwards that my button had been open on my shirt and it was being filmed and I felt a bit um, unhinged about that. Anyway, enough of that. I, um, yeah, I've been thinking a lot about family and flesh and blood and of course relationships and relationships to family I feel you know here I'm going to accentuate the positive my brother's just come over and you know it's a time of a long goodbye or maybe even something more surprising and by that I mean my mother and my brother have a chance to be together and it's powerful to witness it I was telling my brother about some pain I have over lost friendships and he said well did he say? I wrote it down. It was really very good. But it was about some people, that's right, being absurdly determined to be unreal. I think he was talking about a whole kind of societal unreality. Ah, well, it was a very deep conversation, which I cannot... No, I cannot. I'm over seven minutes. Fuck! Well, I want to end on something friends and family related. My granddaughter, who's a very seriously brilliant part of my life, was in something of a mood because there'd been a and upset and I said to her 
seriously and truthfully, well, everyone loves you. She said to me, not everyone likes or loves me. And I went, who doesn't? To which she answered, my friends and family. And I just shrieked out laughing. And so did she. She's six. Now we are six. Anyway, that's it. Now we are 21. Key to the door. There'll be more. Bye.